0: Hi, this is Nikia Whitaker-Woody, event coordinator for the VA World Conference, and welcome to our virtual reality interview series. This week, I had the joy and pleasure of interviewing a dear friend, Ms. Yolanda Brown, copyright Brown. We discussed everything under the sun regarding her virtual assistant business. Can't wait for you here. Welcome to 2022 virtual reality interviews and today I have the pleasure of having Miss Yolanda Copyright Brown with me. She is such an awesome person and I want you guys to get to know her better. And so Miss Yolanda, Mm -hmm. tell me all about you. What is the name of your business? Although I just said it. And what do you offer? All right, all right. Hi, everyone. I'm Yolanda Brown. Um, I'm the CEO and founder of Copyright Brown. I'm located in Southwestern Ohio. I'm a Buckeye born and bred. And what I do simply is I do content writing, editing, research, and a select set of uh, administrative skills and services for creatives and entrepreneurs. So I do a little bit of coaching, well, more consulting around your brand messaging. So I work with people around their strategy, their organization, and their clarity about what they want to say about their business, who they want to talk to, and what kind of relationships they want to build just by using sentences. Because so often we know about our business, we know what we're passionate about. But sometimes we fumble in how to put that in writing. So I got the nouns and the verbs and adverbs and I'll arrange everything for you. And you'll be shining, shining, shining. Because what I'm interested in is keeping you in a soaring position, Mm -hmm. you know, because when something is in motion, it's hard to stop it. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) (laughs) Copyright Brown is to help you keep soaring. Yes, I had a meeting yesterday and this guy asked me about the conference and he was like, I know you know the answer, it's in your head, but can you tell it to me in 10 seconds? And I was like, "Uh, no, uh, no. Like, let you know the answer. So you have to learn to articulate what you want to say so that you can get your message done because you only have a certain amount of seconds before the person tunes you out. Mm-hmm. So your services are definitely needed and I plan to be procuring those services later, but you know. It different. <laughs> yeah, know. and it's been, so much of what I do has been, I found that I do more of the consulting around the messaging. And because it almost like I had to reverse engineer it to get the people to the actual content writing I was going to do. And I said, I'm doing more consulting and coaching people than anything. So I, I, start, I added it. I was like, I need to say, tell people this is what I did yep. to help them tease out their message. Because I, I tell everybody, you have everything you need. You just want to, you just need to be in relationship with someone that's in alignment with what you want to do. And we will help each other get to where we want to go. And so many of us don't know how to collaborate or co create with other people. And so many of us are not living our full purpose because we think we have to do everything by ourselves. And so many people are like, they're trying to do it by themselves, but you can just spend a minimal amount of money and have all that time back. So you can do the things that you're passionate about and that you really like instead of the stuff that makes you nauseous. So I'd be like, why are you tripping? Hire me. Yeah, (laughs) I have to learn that because I am very very particular. I like for things to be perfect. And of course we know nothing's perfect. But Mm -hmm. um, that had me paralyzed for a long time because I'm like, I can't send it out because it's not right. I can't send it out because it's not right. And the whole time it was like, I really don't like doing this. So I'm just going to need somebody else to do it. And I always relate the content writing to when you buy an app. Basically, we're, when we buy apps, a lot of time we're buying what they call minimal viable products. And that's why they have updates. Mm-hmm. So it's like, get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect to share it mm-hmm. because you're going to get so much data back from the user. But if you keep holding it in your head and your heart, it's not serving anyone. So I'm like, let's get it out. We'll get feedback from your audience. And then we can always tweak. And we're not going to send out garbage. We're going to send out the best we can without interfacing with the audience. And then we get the feedback, and we make it better. Okay, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently won a year of this um, AI software. It's called Copy Uh How do you feel like those type of things are affecting your industry? It's, it, <laughs> it's hard to compete against offshore and AI generated content, but the thing that pe- re- people re- really resonate with, with me and other providers and virtual assistants is it's a human to human interaction. Yeah. And when you're looking across a screen or you're on a telephone call with someone, there's so much that can be translated in that moment that you can't get from the AI. You can't get from some of our vendors that are offshore. You just can't, there's there's an element that's missing. I feel like um, it's almost the AI, you can use it for drafting stuff and getting a focus and getting an outline for something you wanna do bigger. So when you go to that vendor and you know it's a high ticket price, you're not going in blind and you're not going, you're going to reduce your overall invoice because you're giving them something to start with. So I'm like, these things are there as a tool and our offshore vending colleagues are over there. They're offering us the service as a tool. We all have to enter the marketplace where we can afford it, but use it as a tool to get the thing you actually want. You know, because I talk to people all the time about, for example, Upwork or Fiverr. Well, how are you with them? I ain't got. I have nothing for $5. I think. You can't get anything from Starbucks for $5. So why are you asking me? I carry my Frappuccino at $5.25. <laughs> and that's <laughs> I'm saying. It's not even $5. But I tell people you're not insulting me or an off offshore vendor by uh, working with them or using the AI. You have to enter where your pocketbook will match, but be be ready to grow beyond that. Yes, definitely. Because I can't compete with them, mm-hmm. I, please. And I, don't, and I don't try to. I said, if you want um, someone that's intuitive, innovative, and creative, and it's a human being, come to me. Mm-hmm. If you want like a sanitized situation, or you want to do something 12 times that you can Finish it in three, or one. Come back to me, because so often I hear people say, "Oh yeah, I went to fiber, or I'm using a vendor in the Philippines, but it's taking me 24 touches to get to the thing I want." That translation can get lost really quick. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I don't, I don't fault anybody in in on the continent of Africa or in Asia trying to do their thing. Mm we try like we to do all have, that. yeah we all have different costs of living we all have different expertise. we all have different experiences and those all deserve to be loaded the way they need to be loaded i mean here yeah. we have different costs of living and we have to be able to pay our bills so it is what it is yeah i understand okay. that yeah i see the i see the place of it but i never feel like i'm in competition yeah but it, it 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 makes the conversation with the potential clients it can be sometimes difficult Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes difficult especially since they don't necessarily know what they want and yeah, they yeah. see this shiny object over here saying oh it's five dollars yeah. it's five dollars it's five dollars but you're trying to translate to them that hey I went to school for this hey I've mm-hmm. been doing this for years hey I, I know the ins and outs I know different people that can help to um add to the values of this and it's not just five dollars you know, yeah. all of all of that didn't cost me five dollars. Yeah, and then that ends up your discovery call <laughs> ends up being an hour because you're trying to do that. So that's that's another thing I think with vendors on this side is because we do this, we know how to do that discovery session. So it's a it's a value added for the potential customer, and it does it doesn't take a lot of time for us, so we can serve more people. Right, right. right. Um, question, how did mm-hmm. you decide to become a virtual service professional? Well, one of the things I did, I kept seeing, um, when I would write for people or edit something, I kept seeing that they had other needs mm-hmm. and I was like, well, where do people go to get this kind of thing? And I, and I happened upon, um, in my search virtual assistant services. And then I joined a couple of, uh, Facebook groups. And then I started learning more. I still, like, I'm miles away from where I want to be and what and what I know. But one of the things I'm telling people all the time is get a bio written and get a virtual assistant. You're doing too much. And that there is a virtual assistant at every price point your budget is That's fit true. for. Is I said no matter where you are, there's a virtual assistant that you can afford. And you, you should look at every quarter, what can I offer? Low to a virtual assistant. So I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I could be doing more dollar-wise investments in my business. Right, right. Um, I have a question. Um, do you have any regrets in your business? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so sure. Are you sure? I'm totally sure. <laughs> I wish um, I had started doing something virtual when I started offering um, content writing services and editing in 2010, mm. this is probably where I should have started on the virtual side, because I was teaching school, I'm a um, part of my background, I'm an art teacher and art history teacher. And I could have been doing so much more then. Yeah, Because I would have summer breaks, I had spring breaks, I could I could have done a little bit in the evenings, so I'm like, hmm, dang on it. <laughs> yeah, I just wish I had known about the industry earlier and um, been in a better position to use it for myself. Because imagine if I'm in the classroom seven fifteen to three fifteen, there could have been some things if I had a virtual assistant they could have done for me. Like they could have been taking the discovery calls for me. You know, they could have been. Um, running through the discovery questionnaire that people submitted. Mm-hmm. And then like vetting, you know, based on us, a little, um, a vetting process, I could have talked to less people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could have gotten to my niche quicker. Like the fact that I didn't find out right away that adding a consulting um, service was exactly what I needed to be doing versus some of the other stuff that I was doing. I could have got to that quicker. yeah. Well, I studied art history in college, so super excited. Oh, yeah. I okay, love art history. okay, yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Yeah, I also feel like, you know, I wish I would have had a different mindset quicker. No mm-hmm. one prepares you for entrepreneurship and the doubts and the loneliness and the mindset issues and the nervousness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and everything that goes with it. So I wish... um like we have now the different groups Mm -hmm. and of course the event that we're putting on the conference where we could have people who look like us and have the different um things that we possibly go through with being a working parent being a working person in addition to being an entrepreneur and all the different facets that we as women Mm -hmm. of color have to deal with when we're starting a a business or side hustle so yeah definitely oh yeah because i was a I was a person. I was started making money at six years old, like bringing a soda, emptying an ashtray at my grandmother's um, car parties. Mm-hmm. I had a baby. I babysat, and then I couldn't take all the babysitting jobs, so I was brokering the babysitting jobs out to girl other girls. Then I had one paper route. Then I got two paper routes. how my stepfather on Sundays to help me get the papers delivered. So I always like entrepreneurial. Uh, stuff because I like making my own cash and not waiting on my parents to give me something or I have to have a speech because they're going to give me something oh my god the speeches oh my gosh the speeches My <laughs> grandfather, yeah my grandfather used to pay me to type up his bills so like he ran a car he ran a um you know the, the the liquor house <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he ran a liquor house so he would have me total up all the stuff and put it in a nice spreadsheet and yeah. give a report of his expenses and everything and he would pay me for that so that is how I, lo- I became an admin and had such a love for doing this work because yeah. he would have me do those things oh my god and then that's funny because the writing came from being an artist, they had to write their own press releases and stuff like that. Being a teacher, all you do is write up lesson plans and performance evaluations, all this stuff. And then people always say, hey, can you look at this? Would you read this for me? Tell me what you think. Could you edit this? Could you help me write this? And I'm like, you know what? I could pay some vacations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a, a, a need that people really had, you know, I didn't know initially I could monetize that. Mm -hmm. So, so I did Mm -hmm. and I can't wait to do more. I mean, like working with colleagues of ours, we can build giant agencies Mm -hmm. because so many of us are are really good at a lot of different things and we could be serving more people. And I'm this year and next year, I'm really trying to get um, joint partnerships with people. Like if people want to build out packages and they need a writing part in that or editing part. I'm like, you call me, please. I want to participate. <laughs> definitely. And that's another thing. Working, we, you know, we have to stop working so hard. We need to work smarter. Yes, definitely. Because, work smarter. Yeah, because imagine getting extra income because you're partnered on something twice a year. Mm-hmm. And that's going to bring a new audience to you and new income to you that you didn't have mm-hmm. until you partner with your sister on this project that ran for three months. Yeah, definitely. Collaboration instead of competition, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So who is your dream client or your dream role? Um, I say my dream clients are soulful entrepreneurs and creatives. And what I mean by that is people that are trying to do transformational work instead of transactional work. Yes. Some people are just doing stuff that's a one-off and they go on to the next group and they serve their product and service to the next group and then they move off from that. But I'm, I'm really interested in people who are trying to elevate our human experience, our quality of life. Definitely. So I really like anybody in health and wellness, anybody doing mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbers, hairstylists, mm-hmm. estheticians, nail techs, mm-hmm. um, massage therapists, uh, business coaches, career coaches, photographers, graphic designers. Those are my people. Cool. hmm Yep. I have a dream role yet. Um, I think the conference is turning into my dream role because oh, you're, you're rocking this conference. I am learning so much and I'm meeting so many people and it's just opening up a different world for me. Like yes. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I really loved my career. But, you know, when the kid was gone, it's like, hmm, what am I do all day? <laughs> you know, because I'm used to it's track practice and it's a track meet. And, it's a, you know, I'm used to all of that. So it was like, what am I do now? So, I mean, right. that's why I decided to open my business. So it, it's, it's really interesting that in just a short period of time, I have become um, more knowledgeable mm-hmm. and more encouraged to do more and help yeah. more. Yes. So I love that. Okay. What is one thing in your business that you did not expect? Hard-headed grown-ups. <laughs> they are hard-headed grown-ups. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I have often been surprised that people that come to me for a service um, aren't willing to take the advice and instruction I'm giving them to, so they can get the thing they want. Mm-hmm. For example, I am doing a, um, I'm writing a beta for a guy for his. He's applying for his first higher education job, mm-hmm. and I've written his resumes. And I've written his artist statement, he's a visual artist too. So I've done his resumes and his his, um, artist statements two two different times in the last five years. And um, he has to write these other two statements for this job. So three weeks ago, I said, send me, I I said, I can write, do the Vita for you and I can edit those two statements because he said he wanted to write them himself. I said, okay. So for three weeks, I've been waiting for him to send the statements. I said, I need to see the statements to give you a quote. Mm-hmm. I can, and, then I, and I'll give you a whole package that includes everything. So why is it the 25th of February and I still don't have his stuff? But he's telling me he needed to get it all done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Because you haven't sent me what you, what I, we agreed upon you would send me. Mm-hmm. And so he actually, he, he got an appointment. I created an appointment for him and everything. Went down through it, sent him a summary of the meeting after we closed out the meeting. Do I have what I need? No. So he doesn't have a quote. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I thought you needed it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks are up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious or are you not serious? Yeah. I, and I used, I, to, I used to take it to heart. Mm-hmm. And I used to chase behind folk. Mm-hmm hey, I want to help you. You said you needed it. No, I don't do that anymore. I'm I'm on to the next thing. That's right. I know. I think one of my major things was um, I am a person who is spoiled, and I, I will say that to the heels. I am spoiled. I am bougie. I am. I am. So I can't understand how you want something, but don't want to pay for it. Right.
1: That you, don't
0: really want it. you know, if I want something, I see the value in paying for what i want because i know mm-hmm. it's going to be the way i want the quality yep. i want and it's going to make me happy mm-hmm. so i don't understand why people will look at your website and your website says what your starting price is yeah and they will book a meeting and mm-hmm. they will fill out your discovery form which mm-hmm. also says what your starting price is and then they get in the meeting me and be like what well, my budget is below the starting price mm-hmm. it's like did you waste my time why are you in this meeting like, I don't understand. So that, that has been hard for me because I have a giving heart and I seriously always, Ms. Janet gets on so me about this, but I seriously always customize a package to meet their budget. So I have to learn to not do that. When I, I think the more that those certain things happen, I started to build out like a little document with links on it where you can go. Oh, that's good. Without, without feeling, I, it wasn't rude. It was like, hey, this is really important that you get this done. Now we may not be able to work together this time, but I have some resources for you, I think that would fit your goal and your budget. Mm-hmm. Can I send that over to you? And they're like, oh yeah. That is and a good then, idea. You, nine times out of 10, they come back to you because um, they got something and they got value even though that relationship didn't go to the extent we both thought it would go. But they don't have a bad taste in their mouth because I was like, heck no, buddy, get out of here. Yeah, that's a good idea. I have to think on it. And that's one reason I like to network too, Mm -hmm. because I get to meet some other people to do what I do. And people said, well, aren't you in competition with them? I'm like, nope. There's things that they love to do that I don't like to do. And the more people I know and find out what they're passionate about and what they offer, I have more people to refer people to. Definitely. I know when I started, I wanted to do all the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, like, loved social media. I, like, literally loved social media. And then after I did an internship where I created the graphics and wrote all the content for, like, three months for a person... I was like, mm-hmm. nope. I like my social media. <laughs> right, right, right. I do not want to take on the brain space of having to, to talk for you and be your voice and, and visualize everything. That's just too much for me. It burn me out. So I was like, I do not like social media no more. So it does take some effort to figure out what you want to do. What are your strengths and what things are you going to be like? I know somebody. Yeah. Like people say, oh I'm writing a book can you edit I go nope I said but if you have a blog or article or some uh, social media content um, you need help with topics and themes and that sort of thing I don't want to edit your book and I don't do sales copy that's more copywriting because it is about moving people through your funnel with content writing you're doing more the nurturing conversation and the ongoing conversation with your ideal audience there may be some times where you're making an offer and, and reminding people of an event or something like that. Um, but I know for me, people are crazy about their money. And some people, I always tell people your content opens up an invitation for a meeting, a, ca- a call, an invitation. It's the, the thing that makes a warm invitation to your idea audience, your power partners, and so on and so forth. It's not so much about the sales conversation. It's like you go on a date, but you got to keep that thing going till you can get to the point where you want to get engaged. And then once you get engaged, you got to get to the marriage. Once you're married, you got to decade after decade keep Keep celebrating so that that love stays alive. Mm -hmm. I'm long-term love. Copywriters, there's short-term love. Like you want to be in love forever, call me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you Excuse me. me. Yeah, you want to be in love forever. Call me. I'll be. Your, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be your copy babe forever. Forever. Ever. Forever. <laughs> 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 what is your biggest client peeve? Like, what is your pet peeve when it comes to a client or a business? Hmm. Oh. One of them, because I have a few, one is resubmitting collateral, like if we're going to work on something and I say, okay, send me the stuff, the collateral that I'm going to be working on your research or whatever, so I can build out what I need to build out for you. Um, If you keep sending me more stuff after the initial stuff, I'm like, don't do that because I, I try to be clear because every time I learn something it might be an, an annoyance or hindering the process I incorporate that for the next time so you know s- submitting your collateral one time mm-hmm. and then giving me what I need to serve you on time mm-hmm. because the longer I wait for you to give me whatever I'm I'm holding I feel like I'm holding your process back so I want you to be successful I want you to Uh, get your deliverables on time. And if you don't give me what I need so I can, you know, guarantee your deliverables are submitted to you on time and you can move on to the next step in your process, it's really kind of draining. And so I try to um, share the value of that. I'm your partner for this project. I want you to be successful throughout the lifespan of this project. And the, especially the part that I'm contributing to. So you have to give me your stuff when I ask you. And please submit it one time because I don't want drips. <laughs> and that's been that's been more of a concern and a pet peeve of mine, even than more than getting paid. Mm. Because when people don't do stuff in a timely manner, it's my it's I'm getting less revenue from this project because my hourly rate what if you don't want, if you calculate across the project I'm getting less and less and less because I have to keep coming hello you know I've been waiting on the so-and-so I'm not babysitting you you're a grown daggone on person send me the stuff yeah send I, me the stuff I pet peeve is not is not being paid on time mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it is, but I consistently have these issues with clients who don't pay me all the time, and I'd be sitting there like, should I say something? Do they know? What should I do? Yeah, they know. And I always yeah. have to get Toya to, to call them and be like, did you realize you didn't pay me Because <laughs> I am so, so shy about talking about money. I don't know why, because I buy what I want. I get what I want, but mm-hmm. when it comes to you owe me something, it's like, you think you can get it to me? So your your content writing buddy would say add it in your terms and um, conditions? It is in there. The late fee and the cessation, cessation of, of services, all that's in there. And I still be like. <sighs> oh, you know what? Here's a trick. You can send billing with that late fee on it and say pay by this day and save X. Because when we see that on our utility bill and on our and, and um, credit cards and different stuff, we'd be like, oh, I'm already saying 10%. Here's your money. <laughs> right? Yeah, that Here's is a good money. idea. That is a good idea. Because I think yeah. most people gloss over that part of the contract. And I have it highlighted. You know, if you don't pay me by a certain date, I'm going to stop working within two days of that day. And, you know, if you don't pay me after a week, then, then there's a 20% late charge and, you know, all of those things. And so I, yeah, that's, that's why I say put it on the invoice with the fees built in and say, hey, save XYZ by paying by this date. But have it in the invoice. Maybe they be like, see that bigger number. They be like, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. and then they'll see like a little highlighted thing hey pay this amount by x date even though that's the real price it's the psychology of it okay it's the psychology there you go y'all do y'all see me giving the value on the interview no she's just schooling me over i am not a financial literacy person i don't do bookkeeping in the county but you see what i just did Mm -hmm. all right i love you you yes. love me okay I we do we, we, I do <laughs> okay <laughs> so we all know that self-care is very important yes um especially as women especially mm-hmm. as breadwinners yeah so how do you practice self-care I actually have on my calendar every Sunday so I have one day designated and I get a um an, a, an alert and everything It usually goes off Sunday at 6 p.m um but so that day or some day in the week I do at least one thing for myself so I am love taking a bath watching a movie while I'm in tub <laughs> I like and one of my other self-care is I try to walk almost every day that's not below 40 I wrap up and get up and go out um, at least once a week I write letters and cards so I walk three blocks to the po- the little mailbox, put my letters or my cards in, and um, I like smoothies, and I do a lot of kind of natural health stuff. So I'll uh, set up my water the night before, and I'll set up my smoothies the night before or first thing in the morning, and I do like... Um, I've been making these little uh, pineapple, turmeric, and uh, ginger shots. So I just, you know, put it all in a blender, and then I have little tiny mason jars. So, you know, I'm trying to keep the Rona off me. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> but, yeah, this and music, and then playing music, because I, I feel more, produ- I, I have found the days that I have music playing, I'm more productive. That helps with my mental health. And I have also programmed in twice a day time to take a break for meditation and prayer. Mm, that's interesting. What kind of music do you like? I love jazz. I like jazz vocalists. I like neo soul. Ooh. Some country music I like. It can't be real twangy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom loves country music. Love but because country music is basically uh, blues. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just blues music that some other people are doing. But yeah, I've always listened to, to music and I see more, I feel more productive. And I'm a visual artist. And I'm trying to do um, I got a couple things because I'm just in an accountability meeting a uh, couple hours ago. So I'm trying to come up with a new series. So this That's is cute. yeah, it's like a little collage. Like this is a part of a bag of coffee I bought. Mm-hmm. And this is all marker and ink okay. pen. And then I'm, tr- I'm doing another, doing the same series of Black and White. I'm trying to get up a new series and maybe introduce it around Mother's Day. So I've always been a little art kid since I was teeny tiny. So making art seems to calm me down. And it's, it's just for me. Like if I did that and I never sold anything, it would be, it's very good for my spirit, very good for my mental health. Definitely do that. Um, I mm-hmm. painted my logo as you can see. Yes. And I also put duct tape all the way around my office, which are in my brand. I store. see how fly you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also do not work from three o'clock on Saturday to mm-hmm. Monday morning. I leave my phone in the office. I shut my office door and I just go for what I know outside the office. I don't come in here, I don't answer my phone, I don't talk on my phone, I don't do social media. I am out after three o'clock on Saturday to eight o'clock in the morning on, on Monday so that's that amazing that helps me a whole lot well I'm glad I'm glad to hear that Did, I hope a lot of people have heard you said you leave the office mm-hmm I don't mm-hmm. even come back through the door. I shut the door. I put the alarm on. I have a, a camera. I put the alarm on, and like if I come in here, it'll talk to me and say you are being recorded. And then I turn right around. <laughs> it's like oh, I ain't supposed to be in here. So I do not come in this office, and I leave the phone in here. That's amazing. In here, um, so people be like, I called you. i like, Mm-mm, I don't talk <laughs> on well, I I do meetings and work on the bulk of my business Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. Because when I'm a multimillionaire, I will be on a plane or in a car on Fridays and Mondays and Saturday and Sunday, and I won't be in the office. So I have, a few years ago, I just start living the schedule I wanted to live. And I was still working for people, mm-hmm. but I didn't work in the business except Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and a certain hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we definitely have to find balance. Um, with me still working full-time, um, mm-hmm. I work from 3 to 8 p.m. in my business, usually every day. Um, mm-hmm. Because, of course, I have more one one business. I started a scholarship in memory of my daughter. I have mm-hmm. a conference, and I still have my own business, in addition to working full-time and being a mom and a wife and stuff like that. So um, I, I feel like time blocking helps me. I love my calendar. My calendar is all color-coded, and I live by that. Um, I also decompress by watching stupid stuff on TV. Yes. I have a DVR. And when I get off of work in the evening, I go and I watch stupid stuff. And my daughter, she does not get it. She's like, that's so stupid. And I'm like, it's funny, though. She's like, I don't get it. It's like, you know, I am so serious all the time. And I have so many responsibilities that sometimes I just need to get out of my own head. And stupid Mm -hmm. stuff does that for me. Because I'll be sitting there oh, like dying that. laughing, and she's like, it's not that funny. <laughs> so I have found ways to decompress. Um, I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm never going to exercise, so I know that. But I'm trying to eat healthier. I try to have more salads. I'm air-frying my food, so no oil. Love green vegetables, so I'm having spinach, collard greens, and green beans like every day. So mm. I try to maintain my balance with my diet and my activities. And when I'm working, I listen to trap music. Hey. Hey. So that gives me energy because it's like, you know, it just hypes me up. So that's what I do. I love that. I'm going to have to, uh, Okay, I'm going to have to get a hyped up gym playlist. Yes. You can go like to Spotify. I know I belong to this group called I Fund Black Women. They're like Mm -hmm. a great company and a crowdfunding company. And, like, once a month, they publish a playlist that's on Spotify of different music that they've curated to to inspire you while you're working. So, it's really neat. Oh, that is outstanding. I need to get that. (laughs) I need to get that. What are you most proud of or excited about right now? Um, I think one of the things is, it's outside of content running and virtual work, it is I'm building a aromatherapy business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, bath, body, and home fragrance uh, line. And we had like a little beta test uh, over the holidays and it did pretty good. So I'm recalibrating on that. Right now I'm looking for um, new production partners and fulfillment partners. And that's another learning curve. That's a total, another learning curve that I I have to go through. So I'm taking my bumps and bruises from that. But that is very, it's exciting. And I'm proud of that because it's way out of my wheelhouse. You know, I've been an educator and a visual artist and an entrepreneur in in as far as content and editing and research. I love researching, finding the answer to stuff. But this was way off base than anything I'd ever, ever, ever done. But what it did, it brought in, it brings in my love of customer service. And it brings in my love of, like, fine products that aren't, like, um, you know, I always want things that you just can't get at the big box stores. And that allowed me to kind of curate products and fragrances it's something that I would want to go to a boutique and buy. Okay. And so, initially, the goal is to, you know, to sell through an e-commerce site, and then I want to be able to sell wholesale to Airbnb hosts and to boutique hotels. And then they had the products in destination um, shops and boutiques where people go on purpose. Yeah. You know, it's not next to the Bath and Body. It's not next to the Walmart or the Target. You, you went there on purpose. And I'm not trying to, um, you know, knock anybody else off the shelf. But my stuff needs to be on the shelf, too. That's right. Make because your seat at the table. Yeah, because when we go to uh, uh, boutique hotels and, and nice Airbnbs, a lot of people always talk about the toiletries. Girl, the shampoo was amazing. The shower bomb was incredible so I started with five products and five fragrances that I came up with that we've gotten really good feedback I have this candle called bookmark and people love it they love this this fragrance so I was like I'm on to something I'm light years away from where I want to be but it it was another thing like we were talking about earlier didn't have to be perfect I just needed to do it yep and I needed to jump out there because they say you will learn how to fly or God will catch you. Yep. Right. And so I said, I'm just gonna jump. Yeah. And it's it's been really, really um, imperfect. Mm-hmm. Some things that happened I didn't expect to happen, but I'm recalibrating, I'm getting a second breath, and I'm going back after it. So if all goes well, I'll be off, you know, back in business and doing better and bigger things. Um, this May and into the new year. I'm, I'm very excited. I want somebody's mother to be soaking in my bath bombs. <laughs> I love a bath so bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I love how us as um, minority women always have that hustle for more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. are never satisfied. We are always willing to do more to satisfy our curiosity, satisfy our boredom, to satisfy mm-hmm. whatever it is that we have going on. We always want to do more. So I love that we're never satisfied. That is one reason why I started the conference because yeah. I felt like I wanted to save some people the bumps and bruises I went to starting my business when there were no really Black VAs or no information that that catered to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am definitely feeling the... Being excited about something and also veering off the the beaten path. I mean, our group, a, a woman that I told that you would be a great VA, she brought me to this group. I didn't even know about the group. She's like, oh, I'm in this group and it's all sisters. I was like, what? You know where I've been? You know? (laughs) <laughs> and I was, when I first started researching being a VA, there were over 5 billion Google results. And mm-hmm. every time you clicked, it was not a black person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not a black and white person. I never have been. But mm-hmm. it was a little disconcerting when the message didn't fit me or mm-hmm. the information didn't fit me or it just didn't seem right. Yeah, there's always, uh, it's important that the cultural component is there. And we have that as vendors offering products and services to our audience. They're resonating with us because there's so much that they don't have to say now when they work with you. They don't have to explain it. They don't have to, yeah. uh, what is it, the black code? <laughs> they don't have to code back <laughs> Yeah, <don't. laughs> yeah they, they're getting to the thing quicker because there's so much, they don't have to do a bunch of code switching all the time. It's like, you get the reality of a, a black woman working who has a business on the side? You get it. You're like, I'm you. So you don't have to tell me that why you telling Joshua to be quiet, why you on this Zoom? Yes. Yeah. Because your Mariah is not being quiet. And you done told her three times. So y'all look at it and you're like, <laughs> I got you, girl. You know, my daughter has yeah. called me three times, even told her, even though I told her I was gonna meet. It's <laughs> like why are you still over and over again? Yeah, I mean it, it tickles us, but it's it's real. It's real life. I mean, you know, it's real life. And I mean, some people don't understand that. Um, I was at a meeting the other day with my boss, and he was like, What's that noise? And I'm like, it's the dog. Like, what you want me to do about the dog? Right. I mean, and he has a dog. I mean, we had a whole meeting of him talking about his dog. So it's like, why are you complaining that my dog made a little noise? <laughs> so I mean, it's just different people have different different things going on. Okay, so question. If you had the budget in your business, what would you spend it on? Right now, uh, Mm rebranding and a really great website, and someone to do um, all the um, graphics and uh, set up my calendar for social media. That's what I would do. And I want to learn stuff, I want to pay for some new programs, like all the the, the things that VAs think are the, the program, the ideal programs, to get the training and to buy those program subscriptions. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I um I last year got the advanced EDIL, so that was fifteen thousand dollars. So what I did was every little thing that I had ever wanted in the four years of my business, I went and bought it. <laughs> like, you know, I got this subscription, I bought this book, I bought this program, I enrolled in this class, you know, I just went crazy of, I'm going to invest in myself, because this is a blessing, you know, a lot of people were not set up properly, so they couldn't participate in the EDIL, so I mean, you know, I really took it as a blessing to invest in my business, and and to think, you know, God is saying that you're on the right path, you're doing the things that you need to do to succeed, so. And you are tested, your testimony will inform choices that I make and other uh, virtual providers make because they go okay she did this at this time and this at this time so you can actually see how to set your business up so you're constantly growing as a vendor but as an individual yes love to learn stuff love to learn stuff I mean we're just out here sometimes just clawing at different straws with No. no strategy yeah I mean, I got certified in Dubsado this year. I've become a notary. Um, I've done so many different things. And I mean, when I first started, Dubsado was hard. <laughs> and so to now be certified in it, it's like OMG, you know. And even with my professional life, I recently was um, put on the advisory council for the Administrative Assistant Professional Conference. So, I mean, you know, I am taking those experiences and I am multiplying them all over my, my life. You know, so with okay. learning as a VA, I take that back to my to my um, professional organization and be like, hey, we should be able to do this and we should try this. You know, so it's it's bleeding over into my whole life. And I, I find that that's exciting and fun. Oh, my gosh. And you inspired me to look into becoming a notary. So I'm looking at becoming a notary in Ohio and in Maryland. Yes, I am an electronic notary. <laughs> well, I'm like, I don't even know to go nowhere. Oh, okay. So I didn't even know that was a bit, uh, that's a—that's what I want to be. I'm an electronic out. notary. Yes. Okay. I'm going to be an electronic yeah, notary. notary. Yeah. Because okay, I, uh, um, I have three key areas I'm working with my accountability partner on, so I'm going to add electronic notary to that. Because yeah, that cause way you don't have to go out. And two, so you yeah. can do like loan signing virtually. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just need a um. I think it's called a security key that you purchase. It is yeah. on your computer so that your computer is safe for those encrypted documents. So, oh, I mean, right. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm trying different things and whatever sticks, sticks, and whatever doesn't stick doesn't stick, and I go on to the next thing. Right. So, you know, that that I think is a, another aspect of being a virtual assistant and especially a woman of color that you get to play so many roles. You know, mm-hmm. we're always with the roles. Yes, yeah, yeah, so how yeah, many yeah. roles, but you get to play so many roles and then you get to pick and choose which one you keep. Yeah. So I love that about this industry. Okay. What is one question you wish you would have asked before you started? One question I wish I would have asked before I started. One would be um, how to pick your niche. And where do I go to find those customers? Mm, instead yeah. of um, being more global at the, at the top when I should have niched down. In the beginning, I should have niched down instead of like trying to serve multiple people. That's always, that's a big mistake we always do. We always I money. tell people I'm not Walmart. I'm a boutique that you have to get buzzed into. I don't want to serve everybody. Right, right. And I think I, I really know that I could have used some coaching around that, mm-hmm. how to how to um, pick a niche, mm-hmm. how to serve that niche, and how to be an expert in that industry so I can interact with different people in that. So say if I just want to write for health and wellness people or massage therapists, or something like that, I should have been starting in that networking in those areas right and yeah I mean, a lot I'm, of people don't realize that you do have to network they they think they think that the family and the friends is going to support them to sustain their business and it's like no they're not no stop they thinking about that your that the people that's the probably the first thing we need to tell people stop thinking your family and friends are going to do anything they're not, not they're not your customer mm-hmm. They're not your customer. Yep. Ever. Yep. If you, if they are gravy. They're not meat. Right. They are gravy. Because my mother shares everything that I put out there. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody else. And, I mean, I have a huge family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. But they can I always tell you, say, can you do this? And they can always tell yeah. you, can I borrow $20? But, no. They're not going to support the business. Because I have friends that make things and stuff. And they go they've had their cousins and brothers and sisters go buy something from a whole nother company and they selling the same product. product. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it feels like a slap in the face. I said, no, just stop taking it to heart because some, we culturally, sometimes we don't have the same mindset about entrepreneurship. We have been um, nurtured to be consumers that is true. And, and we've been nurtured to support everybody else's family's business, mm-hmm. but not ours. Because right. we've been told to get a government job, to go to college, to get this, so and, so and so. Other cultures, like the kids might go to university, but they're teaching them from the onset, you're going there to leverage that, to build your own business, to, mm-hmm. to uh, get economies of scale, mm-hmm. not to work for people. you right. using that job as a paid internship. To create your own thing, right. yeah. and then a lot of times, if they came um, to this country to do it, they're going home with that knowledge. They're going home with that all. They're not staying here. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that with my beauty, with my um, nail shop. When mm-hmm. I first started going to the nail shop, and mind you, the nail shop's name has never changed. Right. But I have seen the owners turn over, mm-hmm. and it's the same family. Right. They will do it for like five years, and then they go home, and their 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 nieces or nephew come, and they do it for five years. And I mean, it's like the weirdest thing to me. No, but I, I mean, mean that's, that's the plan. plan. That's a really do a thing where we're gonna help you get ten thousand dollars so you can start your thing. We're gonna work in your business to help you for X amount of time. Then we get our money, and then we go do our thing. We, you know, some some cultures you can't. They wouldn't put ten cent together. To leave a tip on the table. And I'm like, these other families, they, they're going to live together for a finite amount of time. They're going to support each other in their business for a finite amount of time. So, everyone that's lifted, the next one is lifted behind that instead of competition, competition, competition. Yeah. We, you know, I don't know when we're going to get it, but I think more and more people are understanding that we get lifted by collaborating and co creating and supporting one another. Yeah, I so definitely like, think with the Great Resignation, more people are starting to see that mm-hmm. it's possible. You mm-hmm. can't do it. Um, and two, more people are starting to support us in doing it. Right. And this my the aromatherapy business, I knew from the beginning, I did not want to do that by myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, who does this? Who does a great job at this, 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 and this? That's who I want to work with. I get what I need and want. They get what they need and want. And we get the product out. It doesn't have to be a Yolanda Brown show. Right. Definitely. understand mm-hmm. that. Okay. So where can people find you online? I am at Copyright Bound on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's C-O-P-Y-W-R-I-T-E-B-R-O-W-N. And on um, LinkedIn, is Creative Brown. Okay. Do you have a website? I do not have a website. I need a website. Y'all get at me. Let's get That's a website better. up. Get her a website. Get at me. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I want some uh, black and brown ladies to help me get a new website. That's I need a shopping cool. cart. I need resources that people can download so they can get my freemiums mm-hmm. My cute picture. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Latoya Williams is good at WooCommerce, and WooCommerce is an e-commerce site that she can build for you, so you're yep. up, so. um, Okay, I see you. <laughs> we'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I thank you for talking with me today. I thoroughly enjoyed you, as always. It is my pleasure. You are a fantastic interviewer. You should interview Oprah. Oh, my goodness. Oprah? You know what? I'm going to aspire to that. I'm going to find my she, first. She what? likes vegetables. She likes vegetables does. just like you. She does. <laughs> does. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode.